what is up everybody welcome back to another episode of a time such as this super stoked for you to be here i do apologize i know the sovereignty episode is supposed to be out yesterday yesterday was a good but interesting day to say the least um and so i just it just didn't happen and that's okay so um i decided to go ahead and come out to the park which is why you might hear some kids in the background or some breeze going by um and just have some time um you know to sit in the beauty of god's creation with my dog and really think um and break down this first attribute that we're going to be going over for this attribute um series where we talk about you know who god is and um if you listen to the, the previous episode about starting um, your mental health journey really this goes for every single person whether you struggle with mental health or not but starting with knowing who God is and building your foundation upon that um, because and I'll reiterate again if you don't have a solid foundation of believing in God's character then it's going to be really hard for you to believe the things he says about you because the source um, you, you don't believe the source is credible. And so if you don't believe the source is credible, you don't hold as much weight or value on the words that that source is saying. Um, and so it affects you less. You might still believe that God is good and that he is God and all these things, but there's definitely ways to strengthen our faith and strengthen our, um, our belief in God's credibility. And I, I truly believe that we do that by looking at his attributes and looking at what scripture has to say. Romans 12 talks about um, just how we need to transform our minds and allow the Lord to renew them. And that that's done by scripture. So, you know, Hebrews 4 talks about scripture being alive and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. And it's able to split bone and marrow and cut straight to the heart. And so, um, you know, I would highly encourage you as you're going through um, this process stick to scripture um the resource that i am going to be using is the moms in prayer god attributes sheet that they've created but all it has is scripture it just says god is sovereign god is just god is supreme whatever the attribute is for that week and then it has like i think it's nine scriptures that go with it maybe even 12 that's super super helpful and so um, today that's kind of what I'll be going through but I'll also be explaining a really cool process called praying scripture Um, and it's something that you can pray over yourself over other people but you could also pray scripture back to God Um, not because he forgot what his word said but because it's powerful Um, his word again is alive and active and it has the ability to change people and it has the ability to be catalyst for change in someone's heart, someone's mind, and someone's life. And so today we're going to be talking about God's sovereignty. And um, sovereignty it just is one who is above or superior to others. The Oxford Dictionary says supreme power or authority. So, you know, we have to ask, asks, we have to ask ourselves, do I believe that God has supreme power and authority in the spiritual slash physical realms do i believe that in all aspects that god is supremely powerful and holds all authority and if we don't that's when we go to scripture and if we do it's always good to continue to do these because they again reinforce faith reinforce our beliefs reinforce truth 
and it allows us to maybe fill in some gaps, fill in some cracks of in, in the foundation of our lives. Um, you know, maybe we went through something difficult and a crack formed. And we're like, okay, now we need to go back and fill it in. That's why it's so important to be in God's word, to be in community, to be praying um, so that we can take a look at our lives and say, okay, where are the cracks? Where am I completely missing that section of the foundation, if that's true? Or where are these cracks that are being beginning to form? So um, let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit to teach us today, and then let's get into it. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you are a God of sovereignty, Lord, that nothing happens without your knowledge or without your authority. And Lord, I just thank you that you are the God of justice, the God of love, Lord, that you care so much about us, um, about our futures. Lord, you say that you have good plans for us. You say that you work all things for our good. And I thank you for that, God. I thank you that you're trustworthy and faithful. Um, I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would remove in us anything that's not of you today that might be hindering us from jumping fully in to our faith in you, that might be hindering us from really believing. And Lord, just like um, that man in scripture who said, Lord, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. Lord, take whatever belief, whatever faith we have today and help us to fill in those gaps. Help us to fill in the, the cracks in our foundation, Lord. Help us to believe the truth about who you are. God, I pray against the enemy's plans, the enemy's desire to keep us blinded, Lord, to keep us um, confused. I pray against our flesh, God, that our flesh would be set aside in order that we might focus on um, who you are today. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would teach us by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would make your word uh, light to us, God, that we would see what you were saying when you wrote this, God. I thank you so much for just everything that you're doing in our lives, and I pray that you continue to make us more like you each and every day and every moment. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so God is sovereign. Um, this one is is a little bit difficult. Uh, I wanted to start there just because I think this is one of those ones that kind of cascades into all the other ones. So, you know, believing that God is sovereign is a really important place to begin um, because it talks about having supreme power or authority. You know, if we don't believe that God even has the authority to, to do all these things, and when we talk about him being good and faithful and doing all these things for us, it's like, well, wait a second, how is he able to even do that if he doesn't have the power of the or the authority? And I hope that you kind of see, um, too, as we're doing this, is like building blocks. It's literally like um, construction. And I don't know if any of you listened to the episode I did, I think it was like a year ago now, with um, one of my best friends, Rachel. Um we talked about that. We talked about the foundation and the Lord kind of revealed to me this connection that I didn't even know existed, but my dad does construction. Um, he does commercial concrete and he builds foundations for a living. And I have remembered growing up, he always would say, you know, if I don't do my job right, no one else can do their job right. If he doesn't build the foundation smooth and level and um, if it has a bunch of cracks in it, then when the um, the framers come in, the walls aren't going to be even. If the electricians come in, the walls that are uneven are not going to be able to hold the uh, the wires and the plugs and the things that it needs properly. And then the roof's going to be messed up. So every step after that is dependent upon my dad doing his job right. And 
following the protocols and the regulations and the structural requirements called for in the blueprints of the plans. And so, um, you know, God showed me that there's a connection to that in our lives. If we don't build our foundation um, on the truth of who God is and the truth of who he says we are, then every other thing that comes in our life isn't going to work. We're going to try to view the world in a way that's fractured. We're going to view the world in a way that is not right. Um, and when troubles come and when and, um, trials come, we're going to experience them in most likely a more negative way than we would have if we would have our, our house built upon the rock. You know, Jesus even talks about that. There's a guy who builds a house on the rock and then it builds a house on the sand. And when the rock came when the storm came, the house that was built on the rock um, didn't didn't get wiped out, but the house that was built on the sand did get wiped out. And so we have to um, ask that question of our own lives as well. And going back to what I said earlier, I think it is a process. I think that we're building, you know, blocks and it's like the sanctification process. It's not just something that happens overnight. It's not like one day we wake up and we're like, wow, I just feel so good about everything in my relationship with God and I feel so good about you know where I'm at and what I believe like there's moments where we struggle and there's moments where we're weak and there's areas that we have strong points and some weak points you know and so that's why it's important to know where we're at and to kind of take a look at things like this um, and to continue building to continue growing to continue seeking asking and knocking uh, because we are promised that when we seek God with all of his heart with all of our hearts um, he, he will show up and we will find him and so I think that that's such a beautiful promise as we we go through and we start to see all of these different attributes of God um, when we lean in with humility and um, persistence and a genuine curiosity about God he shows up and so um with us talking about God's sovereignty, I really wanted to go over a few scriptures. And again, I'm pulling them straight off of the Moms in Prayer website. If you just Google Moms in Prayer Attributes of God, you can find this sheet. There's other ones too. I just can't find them right now. But um, um, God is Sovereign is on the second page. Um, and there is 12 scriptures um, that they talk about here. They're listed. You can read them. Um, and they're really powerful because they speak to God's sovereignty, his superiority, his um, supreme rule and authority. And so I'd love to kind of go through some of those with you guys and also teach you and talk to you about um, praying scripture. And so I had mentioned earlier that you can pray scripture over yourself, over other people, but also you can pray it back to God. And I think that's part of what Romans 12 talks about, what Paul was talking about when he was talking about our minds being renewed and us being transformed. Um, I truly believe that when you wash yourself in the word as we're intended to be um, washed, then that transformation and that renewal starts to take place. And so praying scripture has been something that has been really revolutionary in my life. And also has just grounded me in those scriptural truths about God's character, who he is, who I am, and his promises um, to never leave me nor forsake me, 
to be with me and all those all those good things so um the first verse is first samuel 2 6 through 8 um i am in a hotel right now and my wi-fi is not working which is fine um it just means that i couldn't um look up all these verses so just bear with me as i flip to all these but yes i did change locations from earlier a lot has happened since <laughs> since the windy park that i was at um Let's see, 1 Samuel 2, 6 through 8. All these little pages want to stick together. The exact page that I need. I love how that works. Okay. <laughs> 1 Samuel 2, 6 through 8. The Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and raises up. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash and heap. He seats them up. He seats them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor. For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. On them he has set the world. This one's really good because um, if you look at the context, it's talking about Hannah. And Hannah is um, a woman in the Bible who really wanted a child. And she wasn't able to, she wasn't able to, but she would go to the um, the temple, the tabernacle, I don't remember what it's exactly called, but um, she would go and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray um, and weep and ask God for a child. And people looked at her like, what is wrong with you, woman? Um, but she continued to pray. And God gave her um, Samuel, and she dedicates him and says, Lord, like, if you give him to me, I will give him right back to you. And she, this is one thing that she says in her prayer. She's recognizing God's sovereignty, that the Lord, um, it's kind of like what Job says, the Lord gives and takes away. Um, the Lord is able to put us through these different seasons in life. Um, sometimes they're brought on by ourselves. Sometimes they're from the enemy, but sometimes they're tests. Um, and they are all to make us more like Jesus, which is his, the ultimate will for our lives anyways, um, is to conform us to the image of his son, Jesus. And so this verse is very important because we have to remember um, that not everything is from the enemy. We have to not give the enemy as much credit as we do. We also have to remember that um, we do have a part to play because I think a lot of times we either want to blame the enemy or blame God, but we never want to take blame for ourselves, that our circumstances are because of ourselves. <laughs> and a lot of times that's what it is. Um, it In James, I think it says, I think it's James, but it says um, that sin ultimately, temptation ultimately comes from our own sinful desires in our hearts. Because a lot of times we're like, oh, I'm tempted, that darn satan and it's like well actually satan's just um capitalizing on the sinful nature that you already have so um and then also sometimes you want to blame god and um you know at the end of the day the cause of our situation or who enacted it is not necessarily the most important thing to know what's important to know 
is how can I strive to be like Jesus? How can I rely on God's strength and not my own in this moment? And remembering that God is supreme, that he is in control, that looking at Job's story, even if the enemy is the reason why you're going through difficulty right now, that he had to go to, to God and ask for permission first. If you recall the very first chapter, the opening section of Job talks about the enemy going up to, to heaven talking to God, and God's like, hey, have you considered Job? And he's like, Job only loves you because you give him all this stuff. Take it away and watch. And God's like, all right, but you can't touch him. So the enemy just takes everything away. First it was his, um, some of his animals, and then his servants, and then his kids, and he was left with nothing but his wife who was telling him just to curse God and die, essentially. And uh, he, you know, didn't know that the enemy went up there and asked God for permission. He wasn't there when that happened. But he just knew that, and Job's one that said this, God gives and God takes away. And... Um, you know, sometimes that might happen in our lives. You might have a job that God's like, all right, it's time, you know, and these things start moving and changing and it, you become in a place where you can't be there anymore, whether it's, you know, something wrong with your home or um, just really bad things going on at work or a car or, you know, a place to live, all these different things, you know, it happen. Um, but God is able to do that. And to counter, not counter, but to add on to everything that I'm saying now, you, we can go to Romans 8.28, and um, Romans 8.28 says that God is working all things for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So whether it's something that was brought on by us, whether it was something that was brought on by the enemy, or whether it was God... Um, doing different things and changing our situations and allowing us to go through certain things in order for us to become more like him, he is working all of that for our good and for his glory because God is sovereign and God is, God is has supreme authority. He is able to do that. He is able to allow or not allow things. He is able to bring blessing or restrain blessing. Um, he is allowed to... It says, bring down to the grave and raise up. You know, look at the story of Lazarus in the Bible. You know, Jesus could have got there before Lazarus died and just healed him of his sickness, but he didn't. He allowed him to die. And um, Jesus said to his sisters, if you just believed, I told you, you'd see the glory of God. Now, it doesn't mean that was not a difficult situation, but God in his sovereignty and his supreme authority allowed it to happen so that he would be glorified, so that Lazarus, so that the good of Lazarus would be brought about, so that the sharpening of his sister's faith would be brought about, so that people could witness God's power and his ability to even raise people from the dead. I mean, there's just so many different things, and that's because of God's sovereignty. Um, the next few ones are going to be in the Psalms, and if you have not read through the Psalms, I would highly encourage it. Because there is a lot of emotion that goes into it. There's a lot of honesty that, that David brings before the Lord. And it is real and raw and awesome. Um, because you watch David as he goes through these different things. 
sing praises to God while still being honest with him. He's like, Lord, I'm fearing for my life. My heart is failing because of how worried I am and scared and fearful, but I'm going to praise you. But I'm going to sing praise to your name. I'm going to sing songs. But we need to shout for joy because you are righteous. You are trustworthy. You are faithful, God. And he continues to pour out these praises um, of who God is out. And I think part of it is to remind himself. He is speaking out truth to ground him in his circumstances. And there's a lot to learn from um, from David here. But the first one we're going to go through is Psalm 33, 10 and 11. It says, The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. Again, God is superior. He has all authority. He is sovereign. He foils the plans of the nations. You know, if you look at Israel as a nation, even since 1948 when it became a an official country um, and it, the people reunited, there are wild, wild stories of people trying to take them out and attack them and it doesn't happen because the Lord is in control and he thwarts the purposes of the peoples. There are probably so many stories and things and moments that we are so completely unaware of where people had it out for us or they were trying to harm us and God changed their hearts. God moved them. God had something happen to keep us going and to keep us safe and um that's because he's God and he's sovereign and then it says but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever if you read through the Bible things that God has talked about and have um talked about are happening have happened will continue to happen because God's purposes prevail next let's go to Psalm 47 2 through 3 and then we're going to jump to verse 7 through eight let's see let's find 47 all right 47 two and three for the lord most high is awesome the great king over all the earth he subdued nations under us peoples under our feet and then verse seven and eight for god is the king of all the earth Sing to him a psalm of praise. God reigns over the nations. God is seated on his holy throne. And I like this one because it really gives you imagery of where God is in relation to us. It says God is the king of all the earth. That is the whole earth, all encompassing. Every human being, every creature, every plant, everything, every molecule, every atom. God is seated on his holy throne and he is king of all. And then it says that he reigns over the nations. Whether they are God-fearing leaders or not, God is in control and God allows or doesn't allow. Just as we saw with Pharaoh in the Old Testament, um, God allows them to do things, but then God also turns their heart. I don't remember what Bible or what Bible uh, book this is in, but the Bible does say that God holds the hearts of kings in his hand and he can turn them according to his will. And like we saw again with the Israelites in Egypt, God turned Pharaoh's heart after the plagues and Pharaoh said, okay, fine, you can go. 
And then Pharaoh made the choice afterwards to be like, actually, just kidding, I changed my mind and I'm going to go chase after these people. That had its own consequences, which resulted in the being at the bottom of, of the sea. But anyways, next one is Psalm 93. That one says to read the whole thing if it's too long. Maybe we'll skip it. I don't remember. I don't think it's that long. Um... But I just, I love going through these scriptures because it's so big. Okay, it's not that big. Psalm 93, the Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. Indeed, the world is established, firm and secure. Your throne was established long ago. You are from all eternity. The seas have lifted up, Lord. The seas have lifted up their voice. The seas have lifted up their pounding waves. Mightier than the thunder of the great waters, mightier than the breakers of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. Your statutes, Lord, stand firm. Holiness adores your house for endless days. I think this one is a really good one to to introduce the idea of of praying scripture back to God because there's a lot that talks about who he is and what he does. Um, and so let's just start with this one. So when we're praying scripture back to God, what we do is we kind of put ourselves into the scripture or we just speak this back to the Lord. So for example, um, verse one, when we are praising God in our prayer time, we say, you Lord reign, you are robed in majesty. You are armed with strength. Indeed, the world is firm and secure because your throne, God, was established long ago and you are from all eternity. God, you are mightier than the thunder of the great waters and mightier than the breakers of the sea. God, you on high are mighty. And your statutes, Lord, stand firm and holiness adorns your house for endless days. So you do you see how that kind of works? You kind of turn it into, Lord, I'm going to pray this scripture to you. Um, let's go to uh, the next one, Psalm 135, 6 and 7, and let's do that one too. That way, the more you hear of it, the more that it kind of um, sinks in a little bit. Let's see, six and seven. The Lord does whatever pleases him in the heavens and on the earth, Psalm 135, verse six, in the seas and all their depths. He makes clouds rise from the ends of the earth. He sends lightning with the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. So again, you you kind of take the pronouns in there like he and you turn it into you as if you're making it conversational. So you Lord, do, you, Lord, do whatever pleases you in the heavens and on the earth, in the seas and in their depths. You, God, make clouds rise from the ends of the earth. You send lightning with the rain and bring out winds from your storehouses. And then Romans eight twenty eight, we had said that earlier. Um, that one, too, is also one that you can pray to the Lord. And I love this because it kind of brings scripture alive and makes it more personal um and it makes it more conversational because these are what he gave us and now we can give it back to him um okay romans eight twenty eight. this is what it says before and then this is what i'll say after and we know that in all things god works for the good of those who love him and have called according to his purpose and so we would pray god i know that in all things you work for the good of those who love you and who have been called according to your purpose. And God, I know that you love me and that you have a purpose for me. So Lord, help me to believe that you are working all things for your 
for my good and for your glory. So you can kind of build on it too. You can pray, you know, things in addition to like, Lord, help me believe that. Um, Help me to, you know, set that in my mind. Help me to build my life on that. Um, Those are really powerful things to ask God too when you're praying scripture. Um, The next one, let's go. Yes, I love, I love the prophets like Jeremiah and Isaiah and they're just so good and so rich. So let's go to Jeremiah next. If I even know where it is. Jeremiah 32, 17. Oh, I love this. I love this. I love the prayers in here in the Bible from different people in God's word because it's so encouraging to hear how they prayed. But anyways, verse 17, chapter 32 of Jeremiah Ah, Sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. And see, some of them, because this one already is a prayer, he already is ascribing greatness to God. He already is worshiping him. And so those ones are already in prayer form for you. Next, Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. And I really want to take time on this because I think it's important. You know, I, I tend to bounce around, but I really, really, really am passionate about this. Um, and I want, I think it's important and I think that it's very valuable. So Isaiah 46, 9 and 10 says, Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times what is still to come. I say my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. And so you can pray that back to God and say, God, I remember the former things, the things that you've done in my life. You are God and there is no other. You are God and there is none like you. Lord, you make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times and what is still to come. And you say, Lord, that your purpose will stand and that you will do all that you please boom it's so it's so exciting once you know you kind of get the hang of it and it it starts to change the way that you see prayer it starts to change the way that you see um scripture and it's just really exciting okay isaiah 40 verse 10 says see the sovereign power see the sovereign lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm see his reward is with him and his recompense I think that's how you say that accompanies him I think that just means like revenge or something um but pray that back to the Lord when you praise him in prayer I think praise is very important to kind of get your mind right when we go before the Lord but we say see Lord you are sovereign and you come with power and you rule with a mighty arm and Lord your reward is with you and your revenge accompanies you so there's so many different ways to do it. Um, whatever kind of flows and putting yourself in there, um, it's definitely a learned thing. But I think that it's really important and I think that it's helpful. I know that it's helpful. And so, again, I would really, really encourage you guys to continue to do that. And if you noticed, um, even in some of my prayers at the beginning that I pray over you guys and over these episodes, I try to include scripture because God's word is so powerful. 
when the enemy was in the desert with Jesus tempting him, he tried to use God's word against him, but Jesus fought him off by using the word, the whole word, not just the bits and pieces that he liked or that made him feel a certain way. No, no, he used the whole word of God to combat what the enemy was saying and to combat his flesh because he had, I mean, he was in the desert for 40 days and the first thing the devil says is, hey, make these rocks into some bread. Like he's basically saying like, hey, I know you're hungry. He's like, no, no, no. And so um, I think, I know, I'm going to stop saying I think, I know that the same goes for us as we are supposed to strive and run to be like Jesus and run our race, knowing how he fought um, the attempt of temptation is similar and is the same to how we need to through scripture. And another point that the Lord just reminded me of as well is in Ephesians 6, and it's talking about the armor. There's only one part of that that's offensive. Offensive meaning the thing that we use to go score points against the enemy or the thing that we use as a weapon or that we use to strike down the enemy so that we can advance the kingdom. And that is the Bible, the sword of the spirit. God's word is the sword of the spirit. All the other pieces are protective gear for our bodies um, or for our souls, essentially, our mind and our soul and our heart. But the only one is, that is used for attack is the sword of the spirit and that is the word so that's why it's so important um and i need to be better about this as well so please keep me accountable in that but regularly spending time um in the word of god you know and don't get legalistic with yourself and think that you have to do it exactly at the same time every day sure routines are great and that could be helpful for some people but if you do it morning today and evening tomorrow and at lunchtime the next day like the important thing is is that you're getting God's word in. And then if you decide later you think you'd benefit from having a routine, then go ahead. But remember that ultimately God's word needs to soak into your heart. And we need to have um, humility living in us so that we can accept even the hard stuff. Because there's stuff in there I'm like, God, I don't understand that. Or that's a little rough. But remembering that God is sovereign, we can trust that he um, knows and that he is faithful and good. And all of these connect because they all are attributing um, to God his, his rightful qualities. So you'll start to see as we go through more of these that they're starting to all, you know, coincide and have a lot of really big connections, but it's because we're describing God. And he is perfectly unified within himself. But anyways, I really hope that this is helpful for you. I really pray um, that it's good. Um, I need to continue to pray for and be better about praying for this podcast and that the Lord would use it. Um, If you hear anything that you think would be helpful for someone, go ahead and share it. I want this to continue to grow and um, so that it we can grow the kingdom. Um, thank you so much for just pray prayers and support. Um, and please, if you need anything, as always, I'm here. So thank you so much and we'll see you on the next one.